You're listening to Weird Medicine with Dr. Steve on the Riotcast Network, riotcast.com. I've got diphtheria crushing my esophagus. I've got Ebola virus dripping from my nose. I've got the leprosy of the heart valve exacerbating my incredible woes. I want to take my brain out and blast with the wave, an ultrasonic, echographic, and a pulsating shave. I want a magic pill for all my ailments, the health equivalent of Citizen Kane. And if I don't get it now in the tablet, I think I'm doomed and I'll have to go insane. I want a requiem for my disease, so I'm paging Dr. Steve. Dr. Steve! It's Weird Medicine, the first and still only uncensored medical show in the history of broadcast radio, now a podcast. I'm Dr. Steve, and this is a show for people who'd never listened to a medical show on the radio or the internet. But today we're going to do something a little different. Uh, it's the holidays, and um, we had our friend Dave Cecil from the uh, Dave Cecil Band at DaveRayCecil.com in the studio today. Um, it's a music show. It's, we're going to do, talk about music, meditation. Internal healing, all that stuff. So, but I, I, I want you guys to check him out because Dave should be famous, and uh, sadly, as of yet, he's not. But you'll also find out that he doesn't care. <clears throat> if he were famous, he'd be doing the same music that he's doing now. So it's a very interesting conversation, and uh, I hope you enjoy it. Oh, hey, don't forget stuff.drsteve.com for all your holiday shopping needs stuff.drsteve.com makes a huge difference thank you tweakedaudio.com if you want uh, some stocking stuffers offer code fluid for 33% off the best earbuds on the market for the price don't forget Dr. Scott's website at simplyherbals.net and uh, Check out premium.drsteve.com. We're going to have a code for 50% off coming up soon, but you can sign up anytime. It's just a buck ninety-nine a month. Okay, enjoy the enjoy the interview with uh, Dave Cecil, and we'll see you next week. All right, so in the studio today, a special treat. We have Dave Ray Cecil. Thanks for being here, Dave. Thank you so much for having me with, uh, you know, all the storms and stuff. I'm yeah. Sure yeah, we've had to cancel this. Um, well, first you were sick. Yeah. And then uh, sick. And then tonight, today um, it was supposed to snow six inches. And so yeah. I, I saved some money on a hotel room because you're going to leave after the gig tonight. But yeah, exactly. I appreciate that. But I hate that your wife and kid didn't get to come up and have like a, a vacation. Uh, well, it's all right. Okay. So, uh, a little introduction. We first met Dave when he was playing a gig at a place called Primland, and um, I I was sure because this was like the first time we'd ever been there. And Diane, you've been there. Mm -hmm. This place is pretty fancy. It's a beautiful place, and I assumed you were famous already. I mean, that's why they had you there is because you were famous. And then we got talking. And it turns out that you play in a band with a guy I used to play in a band with who I knew as Arnold Sykes. That was his yeah. name was Arnold Sykes. And, he, it sent, and he's got to be, what, 60 now, right? He, he, yes, he is. Well, he changed his name, and he's now known as Wiley. Well, I think he's known to some people as Wiley. And it's Wiley Arnold Sykes. So he's, or Arnold Wiley. Something Wiley. Like something like that. So um, my, my, one of my favorite uh, memories of 
Arnold was uh, I did uh, a gig at this little church in downtown Greensboro, and it was an experimental thing. We did one uh, uh, set of really experimental music, and then we did a set of my music. And um, uh, and the, in between, I did a magic show. This is the most it was the craziest fucking thing. <laughs> craziest gig you've ever seen cool and and i put on this fake accent and stuff but um um i did this trick which is right in there which i'll show it to you in a minute uh, if you're interested in seeing it called the tricky bottles and i did it with arnold aka wiley and it's one of those things where you make a fool of the of the person that you call up from the audience right because there's a tube and a beer bottle and no matter what they do they always get the beer bottle wrong like it'll be upside down to mine and it was just fun and that was really the last time i've seen him now what was he doing was he playing nope nope he was um he was just hanging out and uh, came to see us. And I remember oh, okay. afterward, he came up after my part of the, you know, where I played my music. He said, better than Mozart. So that was a huge compliment coming from him because he's actually uh, like a music major. He's like yeah. the real deal. Yeah, he really is. And he's got um, he's he's got a schedule that's unbelievable. He does all the symphony work and stuff. for. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. I think Winston-Salem and Greensboro. Wow. Yeah. And the funny thing is, you know, if I put together a gig or something and I say, hey, man, can you do it? And he's, uh, he'll, he without even looking, oh, I'll do it. Like, you don't even, man. Yeah. <laughs> he's like the busiest dude. and he's Yeah, he like, loves to play. Oh, my God. He'll card it. So what he'll just, he'll say, look, man, I'll come over and I'll set these up and then I'll go back and I'll play this other <laughs> gig and then I'll come back and I'll have it set up. And, you know. Well, and you're he does our, it. And he does it. You're our guest and we're talking about somebody else, but it is funny because uh, yeah, just yeah. that we had that connection. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, uh, uh, but uh, so speaking of being trained, are you cla- are you trained in in, in music? In were you a, like a music major in school? Or no, no, like no, 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 really, no, no. I mean, I was just telling, I was telling uh, Scott here, I was telling him uh, that I had a piano in the house, which I, I I think is great. I bought a piano. I got a little girl, so I think that you should have some sort of something in the house. So I knew I I could figure out sitting in front of the piano that I could you know put these notes together. So yeah. I could come up with these little melodies and write these songs and stuff. So they were like, well, he's got a little interest in music. Let's get him some lessons. And I couldn't stand going to oh, the lady's house, man. No. She, she, you go in there, and it, it smells like mothballs. And she mm-hmm. was older, you know, and there was a day, the clock, you know, and the whole deal. Anyway. It's actually called a metronome, but I know what you're talking about. No, exactly. No, but she didn't work out. I didn't really think I had to know what I was doing. And they were yeah. telling me I had to know, and so I, you know, I, so it didn't work out. So let me tell you my um, my uh, um, first piano lesson experience. I got the book. Uh, my mom got me the book ahead of time, yeah. and there was a song in there called C D E, right? Yeah. And you go C D E C D E C D E D C D C, right? Mm-hmm. So I learned it before I went to my lesson. And um, and I was really proud of myself. It was like, you know, I taught myself a, how to read three notes on the treble clef. And I thought she would really be excited. And I walk in. I say, hey, I, you know, just so you know, in my seven-year-old voice, I, I kind of already learned this song. And I play. And she said, well, play it for me. And I played it for her. She said, no, you're playing it all wrong. And I was like, you know there what? You go. There you go. <laughs> nice. Well, how how would you play that wrong? What a way! Well, who knows? But what a Why way to just shit that? on a little kid and make him hate doing that. Because yeah. you were excited. Yeah. Until you know? then. But anyway, 
So you no. Know, so what 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 ended up happening to me is I I didn't take lessons and I you know snuck me a guitar and I learned to play guitar by myself and I I just wanted to write and so I ended up doing that for like ten to twelve years wow. and behind closed doors I just used it as a way to kind of escape from the world yeah you know and and I had my thing and I you know I didn't need to do anything with it I'd go out into the world and come back and I'd you know, it was really interesting because always, even now, you know, I'm always dealing with some sort of situation that's going on in a song. Yeah. Right now, I'm writing well, songs that I, like when I was coming here, I was writing bass lines and I had, you know, things going on in these songs, you know. So that's what's happening, you know, for yeah. me all the time. You know, it's it's an interesting experience. Now, I was at this wedding. I was at this wedding. My wife is really, you know, she's aware of my problem. And um, I was at this weird this wedding. Wait, which problem is that? Not many. I've got many, but I'm talking about the songwriting, <laughs> oh, the so- yeah, the okay. songwriting problem. <laughs> you know, and and uh, I was out in the field. I got these. I've got on my phone. I got like 1,500, you know, song bites. You know, these ideas I put down real quick, and uh, I listen to them. You know, when I'm in the middle of writing something, and so I was out in the field there. I just want to step away from all the busyness, man. And uh, I'm out in the field listening to this thing, and somebody said to my wife, "Man, who's Dave?" Who's Dave talking to? And she looked out there and she said, "No, nah, man, he's not. He's not talking to anybody. <laughs> Write a damn song." <laughs> yeah, it's um, living with an artist can be difficult. <laughs> yeah, I would imagine. No, yeah, she, yeah. She's like, she when I'm writing a song, she's like, "I just need to get out of your way because you're just like obsessed." Could you do anything else? Could you imagine doing anything else? Well, I mean, a interesting quest. That's an interesting question because I don't feel like it's something that I do. You know, I just feel uh-huh. like it's something, and I'm not trying to be yeah k- k- kooky or anything, but it sounds hokey. But it's something that I am. I wouldn't choose this shit. No way, man. I mean, I wouldn't choose doing it. Just something that I quit. I tried to quit, man, three times. The third time, I was really done, and then you know, uh, it just won't stop. So yeah. you know, you got to do it. It's sort of like. You know, I mean, it's like any other relationship. You know, you 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 sometimes it's euphoric and lovely and fun, and then other times, like God, man, yeah, get this off of me, man. The, the whole being an artist thing. I had a um a, a patient who became a friend, so I can talk to, talk about him. And uh, <clears throat> he was about twenty years older than me, and he was the greatest portrait artist I've ever met. I've got a I, I have a portrait downstairs that he did of me. I can tell you the story. Uh, about it but it you know make a long story short this guy was brilliant portrait artist and he would capture people you know you see portraits and you can tell it's a little off you know that uncanny valley where it's just not quite right this guy nailed it every single time and i got talking to him about it he hated it but he was so good at it he could not stop doing it yeah it would have been not only a waste to stop, but he was compelled to do it because, like he, like you said, that's what he is. Yeah, that's you know, it. he didn't like dealing with all these people and how they kept changing their minds. He hated that part of it. Yeah, but he had to put these images on. What is that pull? I have no idea what that is. Yeah, you know? I mean, it's a pull to I don't to create. I don't I don't know. But you know, you can't you can you can wrestle with it and try to. Put it to sleep and get rid of it all you want, but you know, in the end, for me, it just I just I lost, and you know, yeah. I just, so I'm just like, hey man, that's cool, you know. Well, if you're called to do something, if you if you deny it, the next thing that happens is you get swallowed up by a fish, 
A.K.A. Jonah. I'm making a <laughs> biblical reference. <laughs> you know? Well, it's true. You know, and, and and the thing is, too, is like I was playing the other night at the pizza joint, and they're like, man, what the hell are you doing at the pizza joint? And I'm like, well, this is supposed to be where I'm playing tonight. You well, know something I mean? happened it's, it's, that night, though. Yeah, something did happen. Tell us night. about that, and then I want to get you playing some music. Well, um, th- there was a girl that's, you know, sitting in the front row, and... Um, <laughs> Well, not for us. She was sitting in the booth that was closest to the stage at the pizza joint. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Don't make it into something. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> uh, anyway, she, she came up afterwards, and she had tears in her eyes, and she was like, man, thank you so much for for, for this. Your words uh, some, somehow has helped me, and I feel, you know, healed in some way, you know. And she said, she did say this. She said, you know, I've always been somebody. I'm going through a lot of stuff, and I've always been somebody's wife or somebody's mom. And I did say, I said, well, who are you without these things? And she said, well, I don't know. I'm like, well, maybe I ought to have a look. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Yeah. You know, and that's the tie-in. So you healed her, and this is a medical show. So there you go. That's the tie-in with this show. But um, you, you're the, the song that, and I'm sure you played this that night, that you won the, that national songwriting contest or were a finalist in, yeah. is called Nothing to Waste. Yeah. And uh, t- tell us just a little bit about where that came from. <laughs> Your songs are all so personal. All right, I'll tell you where it came from. Yeah. I was busy uh, doing another job. Okay, and I was doing a real estate, you know, my wife's got this real estate client, and I'm driving them around, I'm showing them houses. In between showing them houses in the car, I wrote the song. So these people were following me, and I'm like, look, I'm, you know, I'm trying to look at the, you know, the GPS and <laughs> address, but I'm also writing this thing down. And so for me, uh, I feel like, so it was just another song, you know, sort of, and, but, but for me, I was sort of out of the way, so none of my filters were involved in writing the damn thing, so I think it was better without me involved. That Zen thing where sure. you, you got your brain out of the way and it just happened. Yeah, and the thing we got to talk about yeah, that after. Yeah. Most, most songs, most of the time anyway, is if, I, if I'm in the way or I get involved with trying to guide the song to go a certain way or I'd like to, oh, I better not say that shit or oh. Then everything sort of shuts down, and I can't, and I can't. It's fascinating. Right. So I just got to say, you know what? It sort of knows what it wants to be, and I'm just going, and my life is like that too, dude. Dr. <laughs> Dr. Scott's an athlete. He was a semi-pro athlete. His brother's a real athlete. That same thing yes. um, applies to athleticism too, doesn't Absolutely. it? Absolutely. You, you know, when you're, when you're in the zone. When you're in the zone, yeah, you, you know, got to get. If you start thinking, well, I've got to pitch a certain way, yeah, your mind gets in the way. You're going to throw a ball every time, but when your brain gets out of the way, um, you can it do just things. happens. We well, you know, amazing that athleticism mm-hmm. and music, painting, mm-hmm. these things all kind of work the same way. Very similar. There's some link there, and I haven't quite figured it out. But. Those, those barriers we create, you know, that if you can, if you can somehow. Yeah. Um, realize that the barriers are things you've created, then you can just move on through them. Yeah. Well, that's see, so that's it. And what you're suggesting is that it's beyond the intellect. Right. It so is. So it's like yeah. so, and the intellect is where you are. Mm-hmm. So the more that you you know, like lean not you, on that own understanding. You wouldn't that's think. Where that comes you would from. think writing a song would be as diametrically opposed to pitching a baseball as it could mm-hmm. be, but there's a link there. Oh, yeah, very similar. You know, it's interesting. We'll, we'll explore that. Let's hear the song. Are you, are okay. you cool? Yeah, Playing yeah, that's cool. Okay, this is uh, Dave Cecil, and the song is called Nothing to Waste. 
was young, thought I could see, thought that the world revolved around me, thought I could take whatever I wanted for free. But I'm older now, and times brought me down, revealing my soul and retiring the clown. Let me know there ain't only one show around. There were times that I should have given, places I shouldn't have been. There were things I would take back, rules I would break that held me like a prisoner within. But I am no longer afraid. Yeah, I'd rather give here than take. I'd rather laugh like a child for no sake. And love like there ain't no mistakes. Live now before it's too late. Life ain't. There might be things that I won't do again But your losses somehow become wins And there ain't any reason to spend any season Thinking about what might have been Yeah, I am no longer afraid And I'd rather give you than take I'd rather laugh like a child for no sake And love like there ain't no mistakes Live now before it's too late Life ain't nothing to waste Beautiful. You know, I follow on Pinterest all these inspirational quotes, and I could hear a lot of what you said, which would be perfect for those. <laughs> you know, like people posters and memes. Yeah. A whole song full of yeah, just it's a whole song. Good job, man. So inspirational. Good stuff. Uh, one thing I wanted to bring up, you know, when you said when you were young, I thought I could see, thought that the world revolved around me. This is not a song that someone with a bad childhood would have necessarily written because people who had bad childhoods don't see the world that way, I don't think. So tell us a little bit about your upbringing. Well, I mean, you know, I mean, everybody's childhood is relevant as far as bad or good. I mean, the thing is, is like, like you ask somebody that, Everybody, you know, it's all different, but I mean, my dad left when I was nine. So oh, well. we had that stir going on. Yeah. But you know, um, is really, but but you know, if you if you uh, 
you know, move towards, um, you know, wellness and you try to, you know, we're all, we all are compelled to want to be the best we are. Mm. And, and, and for me, what that involves is looking inward, you know, in some way, you know, how, how it's not, it's like for me, uh, life was happening for me, mm. right? Like, and, and you sort of wake up in these things like, how the hell did I get here? Yeah. But the I thing is, is that you're making choices all along the way in order to get you where you are. So, in other words, when you start looking in, you're like, wait a second, man, I chose all this shit. You know what I mean? Right on. That, that's when stuff starts to change and when you start to really, really start to look inward. And, and then, then you see that everything really unfolded the way it should have, you know, so... As far as my childhood, you know, I mean, I was, I was, I feel like I had a good childhood. Yeah. Like, you know. Uh, now this line, it says, um, rules I would break that held me like a prisoner within. That's, that's about working with Arnold Sykes, isn't it? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it, exactly. I'm just hope he's listening. That's all. All right. No, that was awesome, man. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> that was a great song. So uh, the reason we're doing this on this show, and uh, we need to, uh, Diane and, and Scott may not be aware of this, but you and I have been talking for a while, and uh, you sent me your CD, and uh, we can plug that too if you want. Um, uh, and uh, Obviously, we should. Um, I, I forwarded that. To the guy that ran that runs the SiriusXMU channel. Now, I don't think your music is right for that channel, but he knows all the other people that run the uh, folk channel and uh, what's the coffee house, coffee house yeah. oh, and what's yeah. the one where they play both? Um, they play sort of alt and the bland spectrum. Or spectrum. Spectrum is my favorite. So he knew all those and um, nothing. So then. You were up in New York City to play that song that you just played for us at Kennedy Center, right? Yeah. Yeah, well, Lincoln Center. Link- okay, well, it was yeah, some yeah, present. Yeah, I knew it was some present yeah, yeah. at the Lincoln Center. And I called them and I said, look, this guy's going to be up there. Bring him into the fishbowl and have him play. Do something. Mm-hmm. Nothing. Well, so I finally said, fuck it. We'll just do it on my show. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, it's, it's not surprising. We, you know, we were just talking downstairs in the kitchen about this very thing. And, and uh, you know, as far as like, what a business. Why, why, would it be on, why would it be on a medicine show, you know? Yeah. <laughs> but, you know, the funny thing is, is um, you know, there are some things like you just pointed out that have to do with that. You know, they, you know wellness and well-being and stuff. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, but, you know... My interest is why is the music business so just? It's almost like a lottery. Yeah. If the right person hears you, you're Brent Denon, you know. Yeah. And I'm sure you know who. Yeah, yeah. Who Brent Denon is? Yeah. I love him. Yeah, uh, if if that right person doesn't hear you, you're Dave Cecil playing at a pizza place, and I, that's no flies on that. But I think you should be huge. <laughs> no flies on that. You know. Yeah. I, I really do. So, hey, I mean, I, but I may, I may interject this. Well, I think Scott and I should be huge too, but, no, you know, there you go. Yeah. yeah. Exactly. But, you know, they, there's, a, there's an old saying in, in baseball that it only takes one, one scout to like you yep. and they'll take you to the top. You know, it yep. just takes one person to hear the songs or, or, to, or to meet Dave and, and get the word. But I think what Diane said was, was really pretty important for this particular audience because we do deal with people's 
over our health and well-being in a multitude of ways, you know. And and I've always said a good medicine is whatever that person needs at that time. It may yeah. be it, it may might be, be the right it song. May, it may be a song. It may be a cranny. Mm-hmm. You know, maybe a hug. Handy. It may be handy. Maybe whatever. So whatever it is. So, so. <laughs> good blow there job. Go. Hey. Yeah. You never know. So I'm um so. I care if you're famous. Do you care? Do you care? I mean, are, well, are you cool is, doing this? Is there anything that you need that you're not getting by not, you know, playing arenas and stuff like that? I guess folk people don't really play arenas. I, I mean, you know, I did an interview last this week here. This uh, Somebody contacted me for O. Henry Magazine, and we did a um, like an interview, and he asked me that very thing. And I said, well, you know... <laughs> The, the thing is, is I'm going to be doing it, whether or not I'm doing it here or I'm doing it in my bedroom or I'm doing right. it for arenas. So I, right. I can't tell you that I don't hang too much, uh, uh, um, you know, a value on results, you know, about where I'm not. You know, what I mean? yeah. it doesn't make any sense, really. Uh, so. That so if it does happen, I'll, I'll follow it. You know, obviously I will yeah. follow it, but but we'll see what happens. You yeah. know? But I'll still keep writing. I mean, yeah, you know, it's still I'm still doing the it same. It isn't what you do; it's who you are, and therefore you're going to be who you are. That's it. You know, yeah, I, got I mean, it. that's like yes. You know, it's living. You now that know, you living. say it, it makes total sense. Up until then, I'm writing these questions down about why aren't you famous? Yeah, may, may I interject one, one more real quick story? You know, one of our best friends, you know, Millhorn was telling me about Paul Thorne, and you know Paul Thorne. Sure. Um, you know how Paul Thorne hit it big? He was playing in a pizza joint or, or on, um, like, Thursday nights there down in Mississippi, it. and a guy heard about him, came and watched him play on a Thursday, and that Saturday he was in London <laughs> opening up for Eric Clapton. You know, it was just yeah. literally. You'd think was, playing was, the Lincoln yeah. Center, something like that, that would happen, that, you know. Yeah, yeah. It is fr- it's frustrating to me on your behalf and i and what's cool is you don't feel that mm-hmm. well i mean if something happened from the lincoln center i wouldn't be sitting in here talking to you guys <laughs> oh that would be sad <laughs> I mean, <laughs> well no, that's true but i, I will say this, be he, too big for us he, he's got he's got the perfect zen attitude towards yeah. you know playing this thing and, and that's why i think it's you know that's why it's so good and comfortable yeah. You know, in this space, you know, even with us old hillbillies, you know. Speaking of Zen attitude toward playing, you want to play another song? Yeah, yeah sure. You've got the choice of When I Die or Maybe. Or Belong or, uh, yeah, or When You Go. Belong. I'd like You want to play the Belong? You want to play Belong? Yeah, I'll play Okay, belong. all right. Sounds good. What's this about? Um, the, um, you know, the interesting thing about Belong is that Belong is like, um, you know, it can be just like a cool, yeah, it's a catchy song. Um, but, you know, it talks all about, you know, what you can do in order to be sort of a noble person, you know, like a good person. Um, but the end of the song is really what it's about. Okay. You know, so it takes you through this, um, you know, do all these things to be this person, you know, let go of all this stuff and you'll move towards, you know, being a better person. Right. But you're still sort of caught in sort of a segregated state and so it's saying again like we were talking about that there might be something beyond that yeah you know as well so um anyway
Find your place, take a stand, make your way, be a man. When the fight, see it right, if you can. You must be bold, but don't be cold, and don't just do the things you're told. Break the mold, but save your soul, if you can. Where do you belong? Where do you belong? Where do you belong? Where do you belong? Now look around, but make a choice. Make a sound, raise your voice. Don't use force, but stay the course if you can. Now you will fall, you will lose. Hit the wall, be confused, but through it all, keep yourself if you can. Now where do you belong? Where do you? What you've heard, not as proof. Find out for yourself if you can. Follow your heart, come what may. Be steadfast in this way. This guidance never compromise if you can. Now where do you? Today's episode is brought to you by Angie. Angie has made it easier than ever to connect with skilled professionals to get all your jobs and projects done well. Let me tell you, there's the version of it where you try to do something at home, and then there's a version of it where you have someone help you, you watch them do it the right way, and you go, thank God I didn't try to do that myself. I have fully done things around the home that I think look good, and then a bang in the night, and I wake up to a shelf collapsing, a painting falling off the wall. Like it, I've, I've seen it all go south. I own a home, and I can tell you... 
I know how much work it can take. Whether it's everyday maintenance and repairs or making dream projects a reality, it can be hard just to know where to start. But now all you need to do is Angie that and find a skilled local pro who will deliver the quality and expertise you need. Whatever your home project, big or small, indoor or outdoor, you can Angie that and connect with skilled professionals to get the project done well. Right now, one of my wish lists is I want a bike for my condo in Milwaukee and I would love to rig it up on a pulley in the ceiling because I have one of those like lofted ceilings, but I'm so scared to try that on my own. Angie has 20 years of home experience and they've combined it with new tools to simplify the whole process. Bring them your project online or with the Angie app. Answer a few questions and Angie can handle the rest from start to finish or help you compare quotes from multiple pros and connect instantly, which means you can take care of any home project in just a few taps. Because when it comes to getting the most out of your home, you can do this when you Angie that. Download the free Angie mobile app today or visit Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I.com. And that's not the song that won you the uh, gig at the Kennedy Center? Yeah, that was one of them. Oh, it was. Okay. I was going to say that. Dude. You've got a great voice. Why does that song make me want to cry every time I hear it? It's very ethereal. Because I don't know where I belong, I guess. Very ethereal. (laughs) But you, my friend, belong on the stage at the Grammys. I have a question for you. What if you couldn't sing? You have a great voice. What if you could only do the guitar and then write the words? I don't know. I don't know. I might be doing that. Would you still be inspired, do you think? Uh, it's a good question. You have you old know. Jack King singing your lyrics? Yeah, I, I don't know. I don't. I, I don't know. You're because um, you, so, you're lucky so to no, have it's a that. Good, no, it's a good question. Uh, but sort of what you're uh, alluding to or talking about is whether or not um, uh, the outside would be, you know, would matter, uh, you know, in in um, pulling me into the writing. You say, well, I have no idea about that, but I, I could say that. Um, uh, it comes from the heart, mm-hmm. and so that doesn't really. I don't know if it, well, I don't know if I, if I couldn't sing. I don't know what would happen, but I, I can say that I, it doesn't. I'm not writing. I'm writing uh, from the heart, and so um, I think that's. You know, I've never really been uh, attracted, or do I? I've never liked people who can sing really, really super well. Mm-hmm. I kind of like people who can sing something to me that that that. It, it makes me forget them. I can't see them anymore, and I can experience what they're saying. Yeah, you mm-hmm. know, and that doesn't for me. It doesn't, you know. I I, I play. I used to play with a, a person who could sing really, really super well, and I, I'd, I'd always my advice to him. We'd be in the studio, and I always say, "Man, stop singing." Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Stop singing. You know, it's like, well, okay, well, hold on, wait a minute. Do you know what the song is? Yeah. Do you know what the song is? Mm-hmm. You know and. Okay, well, if if you know what the song, the lyrics are saying, then then think about a similar experience you may have had. Because we're all human, the con- the their common experience is usually there's some sort of underlying theme. Maybe it's yearning, and go into that and sing from there, man. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? So that I can experience what the hell you're saying instead of me saying, "Wow, you can sing really well." You know it's what like I mean? being taken out of a movie because someone's acting is. You go, wow, that acting is really good. I mean, you're missing what they're doing. Yeah. Or, the if, it's, the or if it's Dustin Hoffman and the whole time you're going, wow, that's Dustin Hoffman. Yeah. You know, uh, it, it takes you out of it. Yeah. And you're distracted. It's like it's like the finger pointing at the, at the moon. Mm-hmm. You know, whereas we get distracted by who's pointing at the moon. 
when they're pointing at the moon yeah. it's yeah. about the moon it's about the truth it's about your own experience and what it you know like the girl that comes up you know at the pizza joint mm -hmm. you know and she's crying she's like man you have thanks man we appreciate it mm -hmm. um so i don't think there's any other reason there's no other reason i don't even know if there's a you know i just i it's something i can't help you know it's like a problem yeah. i got so <laughs> So I guess what you're saying is, and correct me if I'm wrong, but you don't hear yourself singing the song while you're writing. You, you're writing it just to be. That's a really good point. I guess you're it's a expressing. really good point. And the yeah. thing is, is that if you do that, then you better be prepared to to experience whatever you're going to sing. It's like when I went down to the Southwest. Right you know, I got this Southwest. Uh, you know, they wanted me to come down and, and play down there. You know, they gave me this artist showcase. And that was cool, but I, when I was entering it, you know, I had this other song I was going to, you know, enter because it was mm -hmm. nice and safe. And I, yeah, I can enter. Mm -hmm. you know, and my wife's like, no, you got to enter this song, yeah, you know, and I'm like, oh, man, I don't want to enter that shit. You know what I mean? yeah. but, but I figured it was a long shot yeah. anyway. So I entered and they wanted me to come down there. And I was like, oh, hell, that song. So <laughs> so what I did was I rehearsed it over and over again to try to wring out some of that weight. Yeah. You know what I mean? But but if but when you get inside the song you disappear you end yeah, you up disappearing and and you know because you're singing this stuff and they, you know it's like it it it, it means something it mm -hmm. comes from somewhere and you tap back into that and really? so that's cool how do you categorize your music anyway i keep i keep just saying he's a male singer songwriter mm -hmm. that's good enough that's good enough okay fair enough <laughs> i mean well, uh, yeah, you don't like, i already figured out yeah, you don't like don't labels, ever think so. it but you couldn't call it heavy metal, so it's you know there is a label that fits it somewhere. But I mean, I've been down. I was down there at the folk at Kerrville. You know, I got was at the folk, folk festival down there, and uh, it was wonderful being down there. And so I felt like, uh, okay, this is folk because I, I kind of yeah know, did the same thing you do. Is like people ask me, well, what genre is that? I'm like, Man, I don't know. Yeah. That's I good. So I guess it's folk. If it's too easy categorized, then Americana. I think folk, it's yeah, whatever. Not as interesting. Works. Way more interesting to be thinking about what in the hell is this? When yeah, you're listening to it. Yeah, yeah. You usually <laughs> want to put it in a box. But the thing is, American Americana has a nice blanket, so you can do a whole lot yeah. of sure. stuff. Under That's that what blanket. I was going to say. I kind of hear the Americana. Yeah, Americana more than anything. Yeah. yeah. Well, you want to do another one? We're we're gonna do one with you at the end, which <laughs> and we will we will ruin it. Oh, you will kill it! But thank you for no, letting no, us no, do no, that because it. it's a real privilege to have you here, man. I awesome. really appreciate you. Don't having say me. that. I risk my life to be here. You you can um, <laughs> if you want to talk about religion versus spirituality, you could do when I die. If you want to do something up tempo. Oh, you want me to do something up tempo? You could do When You Go if you do that one by yourself. I've never heard you do it without the band, so. All right, I'll, you I'll, can do whatever you want, though. I'll do this song. Now, this is this is a new song, and this is a funny song, and this is, we were talking about it downstairs. Now, I'm not prepared to do this song, so I'm glad I'm doing it. Okay. It's like everybody can. Um, but, you know, uh, I am a Southern boy, and so I grew up in the Bible Belt, and uh, so like any other Southern kid, I was you know, filtered through Bible studies and mm. things like that. And so, uh, you know, my mom was, she always tell me, she says, as a kid, you were really, you know, you, for some reason, you were aware of, you know, um, I don't know, I guess you call it God or whatever, but I was, so I had some kind of, I, could, I knew or was aware of this presence or this stillness. The still, here, quiet this, voice yeah, of Ezekiel. 
something here that some intelligence that's beyond us. Mm-hmm. It's obvious, man. Come on, right? Mm-hmm. But my problem was is that I I was aware of the nature of it, and, and it wasn't matching up with what the hell they were telling me it was. See what I mean? Mm-hmm. And so I was always a kid in the back going, you know, raising my <laughs> hand, you know, and going, oh, Dave. Am I going to like, hell? I'd be like, uh, don't you think that's kind of harsh? Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know? Mm-hmm. And so, so this song sort of uh, brings up in sort of a humoristic way about um, heaven and hell and, you know, those ideas, man. Now, I'm not trying to say that people's beliefs and what they're believing is not okay. It is okay. But in actuality, you've really, really got to look at it and go, I don't know if we really, truly know. How do you know unless you have an experience of it, you know? Mm-hmm. Right. That's sort of. So um, So I just kind of use it as a, as a fun <coughs> way to talk about uh, to talk about this kind of thing, you know? All right. Cool. So this is going when I die. <coughs> Where will I go when I die? Where will I go when I'm dead? Will it matter if I try? Will it matter what I said? And what will old St. Peter say when I get to the pearly gates? Will he shake my hand and say, Son, you made the great and I'd see all those friends of mine who passed away before their time and we will raise a glass to our worldly past and get lit on God's dime when I die man when I die Will it go the other way? Will the devil make me pay For the choices that I made And all my bad mistakes? And will he say with a forked tongue All your sins when you were young Brought down your numbers, son And here your soul remains And I'd see all my enemies The ones I hated Thoroughly, and I would spend my days in a fiery blaze for the rest of eternity. When I die, man, when I die. When my number's finally called, I don't know where I'll go. And even though they tell us all, they don't really know. If it's down or if it's up, or is it all just made up? Cause no one knows, and so the question goes. Where will I go when I die? Where will I go when I'm dead? Will it matter if I try? Will it matter what I said? Will my soldiers drift away somewhere in outer space? Will I pass the Milky Way when I leave this here place? And I'll be one with everything. 
be the birds and the songs they sing And I will finally rest Because there was no test Yeah, what will happen is My guess When No telling when When I die Man, when I die That was a good one. That's good stuff. You I know, like that one. <laughs> I think the whole question of existence and the meaning of life, there's a lot of that in folk music. You know, Iris Dement wrote that song, oh, yeah. you know, Let the Mystery Be. Yeah. You know that song, yeah, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Sure. You know, and she's, um, everybody's wondering what and where they all came from. They're wondering where they're going to go when the whole thing's done. And she just says, well, I'll just let the mystery be. That's exactly it. Yeah, exactly. How can you know? Exactly. That's the only rational, I think, well, anyway. I'll yeah, get, but that, I'll get that's, in trouble you know, for that. Yeah, you yeah. got to, but you also, you also got to respect where people are. I do. What, they, what totally. do you know? It's fine. We're all doing the best we can. We're all, you know. Because yeah. uh, I've been there. I've been as certain as I can possibly be, and I've been as uncertain as I can possibly be at different yeah. times in my life. That, that, that right there, that certainty, that's, mm -hmm. a, you know, that intellectual, you know what I mean? This yeah. is it, and that's the thing. And then next thing you know, it's... Uh, yeah. Uh, you have to embrace the changes, you know, because it is, it's a moving target all the time. Yeah. It really yeah, is. That's it. You know, the funny thing is, the older we get, the more shit tends to move. <laughs> yeah. What do you mean by yeah. that? There was a quote in the movie Bull Durham that said that the world is not made for those of us who are cursed with self-awareness, which which I think is really apropos as we... That's an amazing... Age, you know, if you think about it. Incredible how apropos that is to me. Mm -hmm. And it's all about me. And it all, and <laughs> the older we get too. And that's, but you know, the thing I, I'm, I'm really enjoying is, is having someone in here that does is able to articulate yeah. these these songs you know because we think about great songwriters like john prine and um you know um god steve earl people that yeah. write powerful things yeah, and, and these songs are really really wonderful dave man we're glad you're here yeah yeah it's a real privilege to have you here man Thank you. let's um do you want you do you want to do one more before we do Comfort Town, or do you, are you ready to get out Comfort of Town. here? No, no, no. You ready to do it? But but l l can we talk a little bit about Comfort Town? So Absolutely. Yeah. Okay. And let's plug you. You got a website too, right? We need to plug some yeah, stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Plug some stuff. Okay. Yeah. Dave, right. It's Dave Cecil. Dave Ray Cecil dot com. It's yeah. it's actually Dave Ray Cecil dot com. Yeah. So D A V E R A Y Cecil dot com. Yeah. And uh, I'm assuming you have tour dates and all that kind of stuff on there, and people can book you. Yes. Okay. Yeah, exactly. And uh, where can they get that the CD? The CD is the CD's every, pretty much everywhere. But you know, I mean, as far as like Spotify, it's like all that. But you know, if you want a hard copy, then you got to get in touch with me. Okay, so they yeah. buy that there. I I found you on Spotify. You're also on YouTube, which I was yeah. amazed you can just play these songs for free on YouTube. Yeah, YouTube. Yeah. It's, I know that's a whole other thing. I know. I don't know. <laughs> you can't make any money that way. But I guess uh, people don't. Um, they don't make a living so much off of selling songs anymore. It's all about you. You give the songs away, and then people pay to come see you do it live. Touring, I guess. Yeah, I guess shows. You guess that way. Hell, you don't know. 
<laughs> I've, got, I've got you know what i'll be doing you welcome be to the steve after show. after this show okay i'll probably get in my car and i'll be writing these songs yeah again. i got i got this nice little song that i've been working on and i'm you know cool and i'm i'm recording a record at the moment um but uh things have you recording have, it with the band or is it no solo? no no it's it well no this is uh kind of me but uh i'm going to allow whatever I hear in the songs to sort of happen, you know yeah. what I mean? Mm-hmm. So maybe some piano, maybe some uh, some mandolin. I've mm-hmm. heard some sure. mandolin stuff. Ooh, how about synthesizers? That last <laughs> that last song, that last song actually. Um, you know, I went over there to Wiley's uh, studio, you yeah. know, and he sat down on the kit and started playing. I was like, man, don't you? Don't you have something a little bit more strange, man? Mm-hmm. You know? Yeah. And uh, having a big bass, you know, and so he got went and got this thing off the shelf it's a marching band bass drum you know they bought for five dollars at a a yard sale he put that thing down there and then put a tambourine on a hi-hat oh and and play some coconuts you know and so and i was like yeah that's more like it you know so so that's sort of what i'd like to move into more of a you know raw organic kind of yeah when will we be able to hear this I have no idea. It's okay. sort of at a uh, at a halt at this point because I need some cash. Okay, well, you're, you're getting you're <laughs> getting money. you're getting ready to get unpolished here in about thirty seconds. I'm getting yeah. This will be real unpolished. Hey, yeah, and if you if you want if you want some help doing some weird funky stuff, be, feel free to have us come over. We're we're not too far away. I can make it sound as un as unpolished as you can imagine. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So what do you want to do? Anyway, anyway. uh, So you want to talk about Comfort Comfort Town? Let's talk about it. You know, um, when you start doing, uh, not when you start, but when you when you when you do lots of meditation, man, you Mm -hmm. you start to become really strange to other Mm -hmm. people. (laughs) You know, because what what ends up taking the place of all the, you know, earnest seeking and the acquiring and the you know movement to have and the you know trying to get. What takes the place of all that is large amounts of, you know, not really caring anymore, <laughs> or seemingly not caring. And Seeing the absurdity. <clears throat> well, well, I say seemingly because I think a small part of you still does, but most of you doesn't. Um, and so for me, that's miraculous. Mm, sure. That's miraculous. So you're saying that if you sit in silence, then stuff's going to start changing. Mm-hmm. That's to, so to me, that makes me want it to go do that. It does sound insane, doesn't it? Yeah, that's insane. Yeah. So <laughs> that, that, to me, makes me want to go do it. You know, it's like, okay, well, let me go look. So anyway, um, the song Comfort Town, uh, in relevance to that, is talking about, you know, so it's not it's not really a surprise that this is a medical show because, mm-hmm. um, you know, the first thing a doctor tells you to do when you get sick is to take some rest. Mm-hmm. And when you take some rest, then the body rests and then it moves towards healing. That's just mm-hmm. what it does. So when you sit in silence, the body is at rest, so it obviously moves towards emotional healing. Mm. That's what it sort of does. What goes in comes back out. Your nervous system unwinds, and it comes back through, right? So it's kind of like, um, so in, the, in Comfort Town, Comfort Town obviously is about getting out of your comfort zone, but when we say that, we're conditioned to think that it's just our surroundings. You know, it just changes. Right? Go do something you had never done before. Okay, and that may be a comfort zone, but what Comfort Town is talking about is that the comfort is within you. Mm. Everything that you're believing, all of your belief systems, it is projecting the reality that your body-mind is experiencing Mm. and making you feel safe. Mm. And safe is a part of a comfort zone. Mm. So what Comfort Town is saying is that maybe there's something more. 
in the song I mentioned the merry-go-round. Yeah. You know? sure. Yeah. Well, in different religions, the merry-go-round is is um is called different things. So in Buddhism, it's called uh, the wheel of the, samsara. Right. You know, and the the coming and going. Sure. You know? Like the McRib. <laughs> <laughs> I'm kidding. I'm Give kidding, yourself a bill. <laughs> yeah. They're always bringing it back. You know what They're I mean? That's back. right. It is like the wheel of yeah. samsara. <laughs> Like, the McRib is a metaphor <laughs> for, her, for, for herpes. For reality. It's herpes. It's herpes. Oh, no, don't say it's So, anyway, herpes. I probably screwed that all up, but, but no, you know, no, I just so I think that. that anyway, um, no, so, it's, so, it's um, so anyway, the merry go round is like, uh, for some reason, we're all fooled to really think that that, you know, the coming and going is what we are, and we're only that. I don't know if you've seen the Ohm symbol, but the Ohm sure, symbol is, you know, waking, sleeping, dreaming, the three states of consciousness, and then the veil, and then behind the veil is the, the eye of awareness. And then as you sit in silence, the veil starts to hmm. um, d- dissolve, you know, yeah. unravel. Yeah. Unravel is a good word. Yeah. And you become aware. But, um, so the cool thing is, is that, Comfort Town also in the beginning, and I do want to say this because this is important. It says in the beginning, who am I to say you should leave the world of stone and wood? And stone and wood is the world of certainty. Right. Mm -hmm. What you know so far. And who am I to say, man, you should leave everything? I'm not saying that. You're okay. Everything's cool. Mm -hmm. But maybe, just maybe, there's something more. You know, and I've, you know, I think most of us don't even realize that there's something other than our reality. You know, I remember I had this guy call me and I was watching something. He's like a salesperson. He calls me up. Actually, he's a coach. He's a coach, a life coach. You know, <laughs> now, first thing he's got to do is he's got to sell me his world. Right. He has to sell me the world that he believes in so that he can, you know, get my business. OK. And after a while, he's selling me. So I said, look, man, I don't live in that world, dude. You know, I, I'm I'm not afraid, you know, and so. That really struck him, and when we hung up the phone, I knew I'd hear from him again. He texted me the next day and asked me to coffee. Okay, so I went and had coffee with him. I'm like, yeah, dude, I'll, I'll meet anybody for coffee, man. So I'm sitting there, and, and I started talking to him. And I was like, so what, what is it? What is your purpose? And so he knew what his purpose was. And yeah, hey, man, you know, when, when somebody achieves what they want, I feel like I've achieved my purpose. And I'm like, that's great. That sounds great. And then what happens? He said, well, what do you mean? I said, well, what happens to that feeling that you, that you just achieved? He said, well, I guess I've got to do it again. <laughs> I'm like, and again. And there again, you go. And again. And I said, so yeah. are you okay with that? Are you, co- you okay with being addicted to an experience that you're recreating constantly? And he said this, and it was beautiful. And I actually thanked him for his honesty. He said, well, yeah. And that's my point, is that we don't necessarily know or we're not really aware that there's something beyond our reality. Yeah. No, man. Mm-hmm. And he was innocent in saying that. It was beautiful. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So anyway, I think that the only way to move beyond those kinds of things is to have a burning question. That's the only way that you can, you know, I mean, for me, it was just I just heard there was something else. And then I, that was all she wrote. <laughs> I, had go, I had to go look. You know? Yeah. That's, a lot of people don't want to be challenged in their well, that's comfort true. zone. That's true. And that's they get cool. mad. But yeah. that's, their, that's yep. their life. Everybody's yep. choosing their own thing. And it's cool. That, 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 I'm not saying that's why the song says, who am I to say you should do this? Yeah. I'm you not know, saying that. And the Buddhist, the Buddhist approach to this is, too, is that when you what you're talking about, Dave, is that it's to embrace moving into a space where you're uncomfortable. 
because once you've done that, you've, 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 you've realized it's really not that bad and being able to embrace moving into that. And as you said, letting go of those attachments because those are attachments are what makes moving to an uncomfortable place so difficult. And that's, and I, but I, I yeah. got to say real quick about this song. I fucking love that story because I've been so focused on the rhythm. One, two, three, four, five. Yeah. At, hearing oh. this is, is, hearing this makes it like a whole nother, this, this, I thought it was a great song until I heard yeah, this. Yeah, we were now, we were focused on the mechanics like, of the song. Well, I mean, you could say, well, it's just a cool, catchy song. You know? No, yeah, but that, yeah, that's totally, all. totally. So that's cool, man. That's totally cool. And real quick, there's a bunch if of people. people are I didn't spoil learning. it, did I? Did I spoil no, it now? Hell, no, 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 are you insane? No, no. no. And people who are interested in more Eastern ways of thought, I, yeah. I can uh, highly recommend going on YouTube and uh, just listen to a few lectures by a guy named Alan Watts. Mm-hmm. And uh, this is all the stuff that yeah. he talks about. And yeah, he's amazing. Exactly. And yeah, so just very plain, not preachy. Just uh, And when you listen to him, you go, well, that guy's got to be right. Well, it's matter of fact. All this shit is like matter of fact. It's not really. A, That's right. It's ma- It's obvious. You know, it's obvious. So yep. it's, it's like, you know, why wouldn't you? Why wouldn't you have a look like the girl who comes up to me and saying, I don't know who I am without these things. Yeah. Well, you know, it's time. You got a life. Do it. Do it, man. Before it's. Well, that affected you, too. That's obvious. Yeah. Yeah. You know. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. All right. So we're going to do Comfort Town. And then uh, we'll say a couple of words. We'll do some plugs at the end. Yeah. And then. All right? All right, cool.
So why do we spend our lives spinning wheels and wrong and right, snuggled in and sleeping tight, waiting in a line each night just to ride the merry-go-round? Down, down, down in comfort town. Just the calls to reach my core And someday I'll see angels at my door 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 first met you that was the first song of yours that really just kind of um stood out to me i remember i came up and talked to you about it i was whistling to you like what was that song and i'm trying to whistle the and um to think that um two years later i'd be sitting here playing it with you i mean it's pretty awesome it was a real treat really really thank you so much thanks for letting us tag along man that was fun hey real quick there's a couple questions Are, are the cds available on amazon um or they That's need to come really direct, to your, direct no to your idea. website, maybe. Yeah. Go to DaveRayCecil.com. Yeah, and, and my contact uh, email is there. So yeah. Okay, you know, Spotify. Can, yeah. yeah. Um, where else? Uh, YouTube. You're on YouTube. Yeah, YouTube. Yeah. Just yeah. Uh, search Dave Cecil Comfort Town. You can Dave hear Ray it. Dave Cecil, yeah. 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 All right. Man, thank you so thank much. Thank you so much Thanks, for being guys, here, man. so much for having me. I really appreciate it. You We're know? just um, – That was great. Awesome, dude. We're big so fans, and uh, it was it was just great having you in the in the uh, studio. And, and uh, if anyone's listening to this live, we're going to be at the beer run at seven o'clock tonight. And try to get Dave out of here before the snow starts. Right so on. if you want to hear him live, come um, uh, uh, get a poster signed or uh, just uh, say hello. If you identify yourself as a weird medicine listener, Scott and I'll buy you a beer. Buy you a beer. <laughs> All right. Thanks again, Dave. All right. Thanks, thanks Dave. Dave.